Welcome to Sports Weekly with Ayaz Memon. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Sports Weekly with Ayaz Memon. Today's action-packed episode features cricket, tennis, football, hockey and a look into the world of Formula 1 as well as we near the start of the season. So welcome to the show Ayaz. Thank you Mr. Fantastic. As always, a pleasure to be with you on the show. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's a packed uh, sports calendar and you know, with the threat from uh, Omicron fading, I think we're going to see lots more action over this year, I hope. Absolutely. But before we get started, here's a quick look at what's buzzing around us. After the West Indies, India have now whitewashed Sri Lanka too. This is their second series win on the trot at home. Elsewhere in the cricketing world, New Zealand are in trouble in the second test against South Africa, chasing 426 to win. This series could well end 1-1. In tennis, Daniel Medvedev is now the world's new number one player. But the day after he got that ranking, he lost to Rafael Nadal. Just shows who's greater. Andre Rublev continued his rich vein of form as he won in Dubai, beating the giant-killing Jiri Vesely. In hockey, India is currently hosting Germany, Spain, Argentina and the Netherlands in the men's and women's editions of the FIH Pro League. Some really interesting matches over the weekend happened there as well. Liverpool have lifted the Carabao Cup, beating Chelsea in an absolutely epic and what some are now calling an endless penalty shootout. We'll have more on that with Samuel Arora a little later in the show. And we also talk about the impact of Russia's war against Ukraine and how it's affecting sport globally. So to get started, Ayaz, let's let's focus on the whole Russia piece. You know, we've heard from different parts uh, of the sporting world. Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich has actually said that, uh, and I quote, uh, I have taken decisions with the club's best interest at heart. I remain committed to these values and that is why I am today giving trustees of Chelsea's charitable foundation the stewardship and care of Chelsea FC. Honestly, a lot of fans are still wondering, does this mean he's selling off or he stopped being involved in it? No clue. Elsewhere, I mean, Poland and Sweden have refused to play. And I think Czech Republic have also recently thrown their name into this. Uh, They've refused to play Russia in March's final playoff qualifiers for the 2022 Qatar World Cup. At at the club level, UEFA have moved this May's Champions League final from St. Petersburg to Paris. Formula One has cancelled its Russian Grand Prix in September. Uh, A Formula One team, Haas, has removed all livery. Uh, from uh, Ural Kali, from all its cars. These are all part of the sanctions, but how does this affect the sporting world at large, you think? Well, I think obviously it's going to polarize the sporting world also. I mean, you know, this is a, it's, it's divided the world politically or geopolitically as we see. And then, of course, there is a, you know, the ramification that will be felt in the sports world. You mentioned about Abramovich. I think he has taken a back seat or a, a step backwards so that as not to be uh, seen as uh, you know influencing decisions of the club because primarily or essentially it is played the tournament is played in England it's an English club he's one of the oligarchs uh, from Russia who's got invested heavily into football uh, at this point in time if he is active or proactive uh, it might not redound to the you know reputation uh, of of the club uh, because there's so much uh, negative views about Russia's invasion 
of Ukraine in the Western world and especially in Europe so and the US. So I think this is going to have uh, you know ramifications in the sports world as, we, as we've seen more and more athletes have come out and spoken. I read somewhere about uh, Sergei Mupka, if you might remember him, the great uh, you know Paul Walter from Ukraine, but earlier he was with USSR and he has come out and thanked people who have supported Ukraine. He's essentially talking about the sports world. I think we've seen points of view from the IOC, the Olympic Committee, federations of different sports. So this is this is going to have an impact, no doubt, on the world of sports. You know, tournaments being shifted out from Russian cities or Russia, that is going to happen. It, it all depends on how long this conflict you know continues. If it is short-lived, then things could come back to normal, uh, you know, rather quickly, I would imagine, because frankly, nobody wants a prolonged war. And if, But if, it, if the conflict continues, then I think it's going to get more and more grim. Well, let's hope that it ends sooner than later and uh, no form of this is really acceptable. So, well, let's just hope that this is over soon. Moving on to cricket, India played Sri Lanka and yet another whitewash. Uh, I don't know if it's the weak opposition uh, that India is playing or is it a team that's just absolutely on the ascendancy and they're finding heroes like Shreya Sayer at will now? I think it's a combination of the two, clearly. I mean, the West Indies. Actually, it's three series on the trot. I mean, two T20 series, one against the West Indies, the other against Sri Lanka, the recent one. But before that, India also beat West Indies in the ODI series. So, it's been three whitewashes on the trot. Uh, for Rohit Sharma and his team, and that's commendable. And I would, you know, juxtapose this in the in the background. If you remember, India fared very poorly in the T20 World Cup in UAE, and after that, subsequently, when the team went to South Africa, it lost the Test series as well as the ODI series. In fact, the ODI series was lost 0-3. So, in in that background, these are very important results. Uh, one is that you have turned, or the Indian team has turned the you know momentum around. They were flagging earlier, they were struggling, they were losing. Now it's all turned around and, you know, they're winning. And they're winning handsomely. They're winning consistently. Uh, and not only that, they're winning because every player is contributing in some way or the other. So what has happened in this series is, or in the, in the, in the last three series, you've seen all kinds of players, the regulars performing, they're delivering. Those who are making a comeback, like a Bhubaneshwar Kumar or a Yuzvendra Chahal, they're also performing. And then the rookies, the newcomers, are also performing. Those with limited experience, like a Shreya Sayyar or a Surya Kumar Yadav, they don't have. They have rich first-class experience. They don't have too much international experience, but they're doing well. Likewise, somebody like a Ravi Bishnoi or an Avesh Khan, the experimental process that Rahul Dravid and uh, Rohit Sharma wanted has really benefited uh, because all these guys are clicking. Obviously, there's home advantage, so that does matter. It's also allowed the selectors and the team management to rest people, you know, reduce the workload like somebody like Rishabh Pant and Virat Kohli. They've been given leave from the series against Sri Lanka. Uh, you had Bumrah and Shami being rested. Bumrah rested against the West Indies, came back against Sri Lanka and so on and so forth. I think, in fact, when you look at it, ironically, it's become a, you know, such unstinted success has ended up becoming a bit of a problem. Uh, for the selectors as well as the team management because who do you leave out? I mean, look at what... And, you know, the thing is uh, that because everybody knows the T20 World Cup is this year and the ODI World Cup next year, there's a lot of intense internal competition. So you've seen Surya Kumar Yadav, the way he's batted, or Shreya Sayyar, they're stamping their authority in the middle order. So because, as I see it, 
there are six options that india has currently for the open second opener slot apart from rohit sharma uh, you know kl rahul ishan kishan mayank agarwal and so on and so forth uh, there are four options amongst wicket keepers there are six options amongst spinners maybe eight options against uh, for fast bowlers four or five all rounders but now the jadeja is also back so and everybody is doing well so it's become very crucial for those who are when the squad is going to be made so it won't be a squad of 25 ultimately the world cup squad will be 15 or 16 uh, so you know there's going to be intense fight or competition maybe india should just send two teams you know who knows maybe they should send two teams but i'm saying that right now It's going to be a bit of a headache for Dravid uh, and Rohit, and is if you can have a pleasant headache, then this is it, you know, because you got so many options. And compare to this stop. to the time when we used to struggle to put together an eleven that we were confident would, uh, well, at least put up a fight if it wasn't guaranteed to win. So this is, like you said, a very very good headache to have to worry about. Just to add, Mr. Fantastic, right now after this only the T Twenty series, we're headed into the Test series against Sri Lanka. and you know it's a different ball game because the format is very different with played over 5 days of course the home advantage is with india and also there is a sense of uh, continuity in the captaincy because rohit sharma is going to be captain uh, these are also very crucial matches for world test championship points so uh, i think that a switch has to be made very quickly in the mindset and uh, we'll we'll know uh, you know obviously a lot of attention is focused on virat kohli's 100 test match Uh, the first test match against sri lanka will be his, his 100 he's on the cusp of completing 8000 test runs but more importantly is he going to get that elusive big score but i think also from a home season point of view continuity and success will be will mean a lot to rohit sharma as well as indian cricket absolutely uh, what do you think of some of sri lanka's players i mean hasaranga who went for a very high price in the ipl auction is not playing as he's recovering from i think uh, covid related ailments uh, but uh, dasun shanaka turned out to be quite a quite a blockbuster at the end of the innings practically saving sri lanka in the third t20i from a collapse they were 60 for 5 and then they didn't lose another wicket and he contributed 70 odd uh, on his own Yeah, I think he's a he's a very strong finisher. He's also the captain. I think he's got a great temperament. Apart from the fact that he's got a great eye, fearless stroke player, uh, and I'm surprised he actually went unsold in the IPL auction. You know, a lot of the those who were sitting in the auction from various teams will be scratching their heads and saying, "Hey, we missed out on somebody who could have been of great value." So, uh, well, you never know. I mean, if there's some injury and some replacement has to be needed, is needed then. Shanaka will be, you know, top of the list for all the franchises. But overall, Sri Lanka certainly missed somebody like a Hasaranga and his all-round abilities. Uh, also, I thought that they appeared a little overawed by the by the fact of playing India in India, uh, a little timid, especially in the batting uh, and also in the bowling. Not being, you know, 183 or 184 they made in the second match. You can lose a match, but it was a in many ways a meek surrender. uh to to you know to the indian batting so not to take away anything from the effort of uh, shreya sayer and some of the other jadeja but i thought it you know they just lacked that competitive edge well absolutely what quickly chat also about the hockey action going on in odisha and we've got the indian men and women teams uh, facing as we heard up uh, right up top on the show and India has won a game and lost a game. Now the men's uh, side, especially who are ranked higher, how do you think they're faring? And uh, do you think 
at as olympic uh, medalists they should really be turning out a far better performance more consistently now i think so i think look uh, one is that they are playing at home this is a place where they all train a lot uh, the men and women's team in in odisha uh, so they are familiar with the conditions it does help when you are in your own environment so one of the things that both teams need to do the men's and women's is uh, is uh, win consistently so if it's up and down then you're going to it, it becomes a bit like spot jogging rather than make covering distance if you know what i mean so having done well in the olympics certainly the medal winner the men's team the women's team uh, almost won a medal it wasn't to be but they are also now a team on the uh, they are a team on the uptick then they need to be winning far more consistently of that there is no doubt so this is an interesting format the uh, FIH pro league you know it goes on for a few months playing a bit home bit away india is currently hosting three teams and they'll around uh, june move on to play in europe uh, against uh, belgium and the netherlands and there is no final you know at the end of the league as the table stands the team on top is declared the winner so it actually promotes consistency so for the indian team to not be consistent would actually prove detrimental at the end of uh, this league phase correct and also it's because it you know it kind of moves from continent from country to country and from continent to continent it's a good format because it exposes the players to all kinds of scenarios and therefore the true merit of the team comes out so but when you're playing at home that's when you need to capitalize and make the most of it and that's something that the indian men and women's team needs to do absolutely well let's hope that uh, the next two weekends when there's some more interesting matches uh, the results are more favorable for the indian teams moving on to football liverpool has won the carabao cup after an absolutely endless penalty shootout uh, over chelsea there was a lot of action around the premier league to bring us all that and start our formula 1 countdown to this season here's somila rora Hi folks, welcome to this football section on Sports Weekly and apart from the big big news about Roman Abramovich, there's a lot of things to cover on the footballing side of things and well, if you're a Chelsea fan, there's also worse news coming up because yes, Abramovich well he's been forced to give away the control of the club, but Chelsea recently also lost a big big fixture. This was of course the uh, the cup final against liverpool and well it was a good match to be very honest with you it was really tight and competitive between liverpool and chelsea as you would expect it to be big fixture and the big news was that lukaku didn't quite start in and liverpool went in with a good full strength side but eventually my word this was so close so competitive even with all the bigger players like lukaku werner jorginho coming on later on it just didn't make a difference the two teams were so evenly matched up all the way through this was just an amazing fixture where liverpool had the upper hand in terms of possession but chelsea were resilient and all the way through to the very end even in the extra time period they were just able to manage and hold on to the attacks that liverpool constantly had on offer so naturally this went to penalties eventually the score was nil nil and you wouldn't believe it liverpool won the penalties 11 10 11 10 How often do you see a penalty shootout go so deep? And you know who missed the penalty, the crucial one for Chelsea? It was Kepari Zabalaga, their keeper. He didn't score his penalty and the Liverpool keeper Kelheller, he eventually ended up scoring his one. So it was the keeper in the penalty shootout that ended up making the difference. Ah, how close is that? You you literally cannot script this stuff. 
An amazing final to watch. If there's one fixture in this entire week that you must give a look at, it is this particular one. But if you want to, you can maybe ignore the first part and focus more on the penalties because the drama there was just so organic. Well, in the Premier League, though, there was other stuff to focus on. Of course, Chelsea couldn't quite have their match against Leicester as a result of the cup final. So we had West Ham beating Wolves. This was a good tight 1-0 fixture where West Ham got the win. Everton, well, they offered a strong challenge to Manchester City. And Frank Lampard was able to hold off his older club in a bit of a tricky way. But City eventually got the win 1-0. And they are surging past, right? Even though they might have stumbled in the last week, they still have a great run of momentum carrying them forward. And Everton was a good test and they've cleared that. Brighton versus Aston Villa. Aston Villa won that 2-0. Of course, they had a better squad, so that helped them out quite a fair bit. Brentford versus Newcastle was a really fun match. Properly tight all the way through, but Newcastle got two goals to win against Brentford. Leeds got hammered by Tottenham. I don't know what it is with the Leeds defence, but they lost 4-0. And Conte, just a week after saying that, well, maybe he wasn't good enough, he's finally proven that he does have things going in the right direction. So there's that. But... Of course, we leave the most disappointing for the last. We leave Manchester United for the last. It's United versus Watford. And it just can't go on this way. It really can't go on this way where Manchester United have just tried to experiment with so many different styles and nothing seems to work. Not the counter-attacking game, not the possession game. Here against Watford, they dominated the possession. They dominated the chances. Anthony Alanga was very productive. So was Ronaldo, so was Bruno, so was Pogba. The whole attacking unit was working so well, but they just couldn't find the back of the net. Nil-nil the score eventually. United held out by Watford at home, losing another couple of points yet again. And they've got to give it to Watford. They were very resilient in their defence and they held it out right to the very end. But come on, as for a club as big as Manchester United, this is just reaching new lows every single week, even with a new manager in Ralph Ragnick. Something has to change in the long run. And I'll tell you what has changed in the Premier League table. United are still fourth with 20, with 47 points, but West Ham are now only two points behind with 45. Arsenal have three games in the bank to both these teams. And so if they win all of them, they could go up by quite a significant margin. City again remain at the top with a game in hand over Liverpool, with an extra game rather over Liverpool with a six-point gap. So if Liverpool win their next game, they'll be cutting down that gap to three points. But otherwise, life is good. Life is normal in the Premier League. But I can't wait to report on other bigger fixtures that come up in the next week. All of that and more on the world of Formula One as well on next week's episode of Sports Weekly. And I'll tell you why I said Formula One. The season is getting awfully close. Testing is done. Well, we can't quite make much of testing, to be very honest with you, because it's the first time we've seen these brand new cars and it's hard to interpret what they're really like. But from the first outings, Ferrari, Red Bull and Mercedes look very, very, very strong. There's more tests coming up. There's one test in Bahrain and then we go to the Bahrain Grand Prix towards the end of March. So we'll keep you updated right here on Sports Weekly. But thank you for listening to this section. See you next time. Well, thanks so much for that, Somil. We're very excited about the F1 season coming up. There's a lot to look forward to there. And yes, we shall all celebrate the Liverpool win, shouldn't we? Some some red team is performing well. Well, more to look forward to. And as always, we will be joined by Ayaz as we close in on the IPL action as well a little later in March. Thank you so much for joining us, Ayaz. Thanks a lot, Mr. Fantastic. And uh, yes, as you mentioned at the start of the show, 
uh, action is really building up in sport, isn't it? Absolutely. Can't wait to be back with all of you again soon. Have a good one. Bye.